Alrighty, everybody. Good morning. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. Sunday morning, last week of the regular season in the NFL. And uh, as we saw yesterday, Wiz, really tricky and trying to anticipate what's going to happen in terms of player usage. Uh, well, it was good that before the game yesterday, the Eagles decided that Jalen Hurts was not going to play. Um, but how players are going to be used this week, that's probably going to be the key and something you're going to want to think about when it comes to setting both your DraftKings lineups and obviously uh, your prop bets as well. Wiz, good morning. Yeah, good morning. Um, just quickly about the Chief game, Tyreek Hill has got to make sure he messes around and running these crazy patterns in practice, I mean, in pregame. Um, and caught a pass with McCole Hardman covering him in the end zone, landed funny, <clears throat> hurt himself, and barely played, which, which, which all adds up to making perfect sense for Tyreek Hill. Uh, and, you know, if you used him in DraftKings or player props <clears throat> or anything like that, uh, that was a tough, tough, tough pill to swallow. But uh, as far as the, tie, uh, the second game, we gave a lot of good stuff out. Uh, I love the Cowboys. <clears throat> you liked um, – Dalton Schultz, uh, I mentioned uh, Cedric Wilson, Corey Clement. It, it was it, you, you did well if you listened to the podcast regarding wagering and player props and DraftKings regarding the, the uh, Eagle game against the uh, Cowboys. Yesterday. Yeah, I played. I played one game. I actually played it for free because I had uh, I, I had uh, uh, extra extra monies or what have you. It was kind of the benefits program that DraftKings provides, and I won fifty bucks. So I'm <laughs> I'm pretty happy about that on a free game. Yeah, so. yeah. But, uh, yeah, it, it, you know, I, I got to say, Wiz, on the Chiefs, and it's going to be interesting because you and I both do uh, fa- postseason fantasy football. You know, the Chiefs stylistically have, have changed a lot over the course of the season. I mentioned before going into yesterday's game, uh, that was the lowest uh, yardage total for both Tyree Kill and, and Kelsey. Uh, we have not seen the same type of game script when it comes to how the Kansas City Chiefs are playing. You know, the running backs are becoming more integral. I'll be very curious to see if Jarek McKinnon is continued to be used uh, because he made, he did some very, very good things in that game. And, and he's he's a guy that's been hurt a lot, but he's got multidimensional skills. So, yeah, it's, it's quite interesting to see how the Chiefs are playing. And uh, I, I think people will maybe give a second thought in terms of how they value maybe those top players uh, like a Kelsey like a like a Tyreek Hill because the other players are starting to chip in a little bit. You know, Hardman probably had his best game that we've seen in a long time. We know Pringles become a bigger part of the passing attack here, and the running backs all the way through. Um, the Chiefs have been employing that strategy you mentioned uh, down the field completions. Right, the Chiefs have been really unable to do that all season long. So you know, it's just going to be a lot more thinking when it comes to drafting Chiefs for your postseason stuff. Well, that hurts. I mean, Clyde Edwards-Dallaire is hurt. He's missed the last couple of weeks. Tyree Kill was limping throughout the game. Travis Kelsey got hurt on the last play of the game, and Darrell Williams got hurt on the last pass, screen pass of the half. I mean, they they must they are really rooting for the Texans to beat the Titans today. They they really need a buy. Otherwise, uh, to your point, this is going to be very interesting because these guys are, are not at a hundred percent. And I'm talking about three, four of their key, key players uh, are definitely not going to be 100% going into this game. So we will see how that plays out. So without further ado, let's get into DraftKings. And uh, why don't you take us at a quarterback in, uh, in this crazy Week 18? Who at quarterback do you feel good about? 
what? I'm playing this with the angle of you know the teams that I feel are going to be competitive throughout the game, need to win, uh, and I think I can actually find some value at quarterback. The, the one guy I've got my eyes on for this particular game, he had two really good fantasy games against them last year. Uh, it is on the road, but it's on the carpet. It's in a dome, so familiarity is there for the New Orleans Saints. Uh, Taysom Hill, 6,200. I think he's going to be able to do a lot of different things in this game. I actually love the Saints in this particular ball game as well. It's a game that the Saints need to win. Um, I like the value at 6,200 uh, for this particular ball game. You know, Tyler Huntley has done a lot of good things when he's been in there, Wiz. At 5,700, I'm not afraid at that value. And I know you're going to laugh at me on the last one. Uh, it looks like Jared Goff's going to play in this in this game. I'm not sure what kind of defensive team he's going to be facing throughout this whole game. I think Dan Campbell and the, and the Lions will play hard throughout. I don't think they care who they beat. They want to put a win on the board in this particular game. Player usage is a question mark, but 5,400 Jared Goff, I believe it or not, I, I would take a shot at that. And I'm, I'm going to state the obvious here. I'm going to shy away from kind of the the Aaron Rodgers of the world. Uh, Josh Allen's going to be facing very heavy wind uh, up in Buffalo today. Um, not sure what's going to happen there. I don't think Kyler Murray has been as effective uh, without DeAndre Hopkins. So I'm looking for value at quarterback this particular week, Wiz. Yeah, and I'm right with you on a lot of the things you said. I'm certainly going to fade Aaron Rodgers, you know, um, in this type of game. I, I think he's probably going to play a drive or two. They're going to try and get uh, – he, he certainly wants to be on the field when Devontae Adams breaks the all-time Packers record. I think yeah, he needs like 20-something yards to pass Jordy Nelson. I'm with you on Tyson on Taysom Hill uh, as an as a fan as a 6200 on DraftKings. And I'll tell you, the first time around, the Texans played the tight the. Texans played the Titans, and that was my upset special of the year. I predicted the Texans would not only cover, but maybe win that game, and they did. But there were some odd circumstances in that game. It was played through a torrential downpour. Um, Ryan Tannehill threw like four or five interceptions. A.J. Brown got hurt in the first quarter of that game. I think this is a little bit of a, uh, you know, a, a different situation. Um, I'm, not, I'm not loving the Titans in the game necessarily, but I think Tannehill is going to have a bounce back game. We know the conditions are going to be uh, perfect for this game. Um, playing indoors, and uh, I, like, I like Ryan Tannehill at about 6,000 um, this week, along with Taysom Hill at 6,200. Um, let's move to running back. It seems David Montgomery at the end of these years just keeps rolling along and having great games. And I'm going to get on that bandwagon. And I love David Montgomery at 6,800. Uh, I'm not sure how much J James Conner is going to play. I know Chase Edmonds is out, but I'm going to assume the game means something in terms of potential seeding to Arizona. So I'm going to play James Conner as well at 6,300. So Montgomery for me at 68, James Conner 63, and going along with the theme of fading these guys I don't think they're going to be playing that much, I'm going to fade Aaron Jones at 7,300. What say you with running back? Yeah, same kind of thing as, in terms of fades. Um, you know, the one thing that's interesting was, you know, Jonathan Taylor uh, potentially chasing history here, but a, a game where... I look, look, the Colts want to keep that momentum. Um, you know, the big question is you don't want to risk him, you know, being hurt. I think the, the, the Colts will handle Jacksonville very easily today. But uh, you wonder how much he plays in a game like this, so, something to watch. Uh, I agree with you on Aaron Jones. Um, you know, Aaron Jones' usage has been a lot different. Um, 
So, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of shying away there as well. I think Najee Harris had a really big game last week, but it was on Monday night. You know, come back on Sunday. You know, I don't know how much the Steelers want to risk, you know, just kind of running him into the ground after a lot of usage on Monday night. So I'd be a little bit careful on Najee Harris this week. Um, as far as guys I like, I'm looking for value as well. So Montgomery, as you mentioned, uh, he was at the top of my list. Uh, I, I think I got to go with a guy like P. Ryan in this game, Wiz. Um, I think it's 5,300. No Joe Mixon, right? So against Cleveland, really playing for nothing. Uh, I want to shy away from that. I, I know I know Tampa Bay is kind of banged up. Uh, I'm not, Le'Veon Bell is not the guy I would play. Caroline is actually difficult against running backs. Uh, but Keyshawn Vaughn, to me, if I'm going to play anybody from there, that's the player I like. And I really love Dante Foreman at 5,700 uh, for the Tennessee Titans. I, I think he's going to have a huge game. It's interesting. There's no prop lines on him yet. Uh, I, I'm waiting for that. I want to see what happens. I think at 5,700, incredible value there. Uh, he's, he's, been, he's been a guy who's been performing at a very high level week in and week out. All righty, you know, it's good. Uh, I don't, you know, we, we talked to him and agreed with a lot of things, um, you know, in terms of running back. So let's see if that continues at wide receiver. What are your thoughts this week? Yeah, wide receiver to me w- w- was a lot trickier, but I, I'm going to jump on you with uh, with Tannehill. You know, the, you, you look and he's not in the top 10 in terms of DraftKings, but A.J. Mm-hmm. Brown at 7,000. Uh, to me, that caught my attention kind of right away. Uh, Christian Kirk at 6,000 seems to be the one guy that has that connection um, with with um, uh, Kyla Murray at the moment. So I really liked I really liked the value of that player there. Now, outside of that, you know, it, it's you know, how much guys are going to get used in these games. But, you know, Mike Evans is another one where, you know, at 7,100, you know, I don't Carolina is good, but, you know, that's the one guy that Brady's going to be able to latch onto here. And Tampa Bay wants to carry that momentum. So those are kind of guys I like. I'm a little bit afraid of Debo Samuel at 8,500, you know, against this Ram defense. Uh, it's a game that means something. You'll probably see Jalen Ramsey line up against him a little bit. I'm going to shy away from that. I'm a little bit also afraid of Stefan Diggs this week. I, I, I mentioned the wind. It's going to be very, very windy. Uh, I know they're playing the Jets, who aren't a particularly good defense, but believe it or not, the Jets against wide receivers are actually pretty good. So I'm going to fade Stefan Diggs at 7,800 uh, in this particular game. A lot of wind in Buffalo later on today. Yeah, and I'm, I'm with you on, I'm stacking, I'm going to stack Tannehill and A.J. Brown, a wide receiver. Mike Evans. Uh, has 940, I think, like right, 945 yards. He's had a thousand yards every season since he's come into the league. There is no doubt, without, there's no doubt in my mind that Tom Brady is going to make sure he gets those 55 yards. So I'm going to assume it's going to be that plus a decent amount more. I know the player prop I was looking at as well at 70. Uh, I'm sure they're going to feed him and. Uh, and uh, he's going to get to a thousand yards receiving, so I'm going to play him at 7100, and I'm just going to stay the usual suspect: Devonte Adams and the two main uh, Bengal receivers, uh, Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, who are either not going to play at all or just play sparingly and uh, sparingly. So I just uh, don't want any part of them at um, at wide receiver. Um, Tight end, I, I didn't really have anyone I, I wanted to fade at tight end this week. Uh, so I'm just going to talk about the player that I like where I think you get some ownership uh, leverage in terms of salary. I'm going to go with Mike Gusecki at 5,100. I, I like him this week. Um, 
in this game, you know, the weather's going to be nice at home against the Patriots. He's had some good games against them, so uh, maybe they're going to concentrate a little bit more on Waddle and uh, open things up for Gusecki. So 5,100, he's my play at tight end this week. Uh, yeah, so I, I looked at two places actually, Wiz. For well, I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have a break the slate guy actually a tight end this week. Um, but the the one place where the one guy that I'm gonna stack in, in multiple lineups and and the guys ended up having just a tremendous season, and that's Zach Ertz at 5300. Seattle's defense, it, it, you know, without Jamal Adams is a shell of itself. Uh, so that's the one guy that I'm gonna be targeting at tight end. And my break the slate guy is gonna be a tight end. Like you, I didn't really have any fades though. I I'm not sure about Kittle. You know, I, I know that we're going to see Garoppolo this particular week, uh, but I, I'd be a little bit afraid of Kittle. I'm not sure that Garoppolo's playing this game at 100%. Uh, so I'm, I'm just a little bit skeptical of, of George Kittle this week as well. All righty. So without further ado, let's segue right into that break the slate guy since we're talking about the position and your players at that position. Yeah, it is. Uh, and, and it's going to be John Bates at 3000 from the Washington football team, uh, soon to be a new nickname. But uh, I just that's it. He's the last man standing at tight end. The Giants are, are no good against the tight end. Uh, so John Bates is a guy that I'm looking at at 3000. Uh, the, the Washington football team, no matter who's been in there, has wanted to use their tight end. They don't have a lot of options in this passing attack. Uh, so at three thousand he's going to be one break the slate guy the other break the slate guy I just think if I'm right about Najee Harris not touching the ball as much in this particular game and just a guy that every time he touches the ball brings a little bit of excitement and at 3,800, I think you're going to see Ray Ray McLeod. I'm also, I don't know what, what the conditioning is like for Deontay Johnson. He wasn't on the field, but, and James Washington is out. At 3,800, Ray Ray McLeod against a secondary that is not 100% for the Baltimore Ravens. We've talked about that for weeks. But he seems to be a guy that the Steelers would want to include. And let's face it, uh, uh, Roethlisberger can't get the ball down the field. You get the ball in McLeod's hands, he can do a lot with it. 3,800, those are the two players I like is break the slate, guys. And my break this week, player is going to be a wide receiver. <clears throat> His salary is just a little bit higher. He's at 4100 And uh, every game that I watch, Tyler Murray has more and more confidence in Antoine Wesley. Uh, he seems to be the wide receiver. It looks like he has the his legs and uh, is, is, a, is a real target in the red zone. So <clears throat> my break this week player is going to be Antoine Wesley, 4100 Arizona Cardinals uh, against the Seahawks today. Yeah, look, he's made some phenomenal catches. Uh, He's scored touchdowns multiple weeks in a row. Uh, A physical guy as well, but like you said, lively legs and and a guy that Kyler Murray has kind of started to zone in on as well. All right, let's get to the let's get to the games and the player props. And to me, uh, the player props were very very difficult to try and formulate. I I, I came up with one. and uh, I, I prefer more of the games today. I think I have a better, stronger view on the games today. So uh, in terms of the games, how many did you have uh, on today's slate? I have three games and I have four player props. So like you, uh, a, a little bit challenging on the player prop side, but I do have four that I'm kind of looking at. Uh, one of which right, is, b- of by the way, stuff. one of which is not out yet. I am waiting for Dante Foreman. So I actually have three for you, Wiz. All right. I have a lot more games. So why don't you, since you only have three, why don't you talk about the games that you like and who are they? Okay, so I'm looking at that game that actually means the most of any game that we see in terms of both teams playing for something. The Chargers and the Raiders, every single person I speak to likes the Chargers in this particular game. So for the sole reason of zigging while others are zagging, 
uh, or zagging while others are zigging. I'm going to take the Raiders at plus three. I know I'm crazy. This team has been through everything, but I just don't hear a lot of people thinking that the Raiders are going to win this football game. They're getting three points. They're home. Uh, I'm going to take the Raiders. Um, the second team I'm, I'm looking at, Wiz, is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers laying nine points. I just think Carolina is not playing for anything. They sacked the heck out of, out, out of the Carolina Panthers quarterbacks the last time they were around. I think the Patriots, uh, sorry, the Patriots, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers want to go off on a high note, laying nine points to a team that's just been playing a lot of bad football. Uh, I'm going to take the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers in this particular game. And again, I, I really like the Saints in this game. I mentioned I mentioned Taysom Hill. I think Kamara will have his way. I think it'll be challenging for Cordell Patterson, who's really slumped off after a red hot, red hot start of the season. Uh, but I'm taking the Saints laying three and a half points against the Falcons, Wiz. All right. Uh, I'm gonna, I have several other games, and none of them are with or against any of the things that uh, you've taken. I'm going to start off with the Washington football team, who's had a frustrating, frustrating year. And then after every game, I, I watch and listen to the things that Joe Judge says. <clears throat> it's, just, it's just ugly for the Giants. And I think the, the Washington football team is going to take uh, their frustrations out. Uh, on the Giants today, just it's been a disappointing year. Uh, it looks like a full goal for Gibson and McLaurin. I think you have a, a you know a get right game to end the season as well. So I'm gonna I'm gonna lay seven points with Washington. The Bills are a 16 and a half point favorite over the Jets. Two years ago, the last game of the year, the Jets came into Buffalo, and the Bills sat Josh Allen. Uh, I mean they they played them one series. They, didn't even try. The Jets won the game, and then the Bills got knocked out in the first round of the playoffs. Last year in the last game of the season, the Miami Dolphins came into Buffalo, and the game meant something to Miami and nothing to Buffalo, and the Buffalo Bills played all of their guys, and they absolutely obliterated the Dolphins. I think they're going to do the same thing to the Jets today. As you know, I'm not somebody who likes to lay 15, 16, 17 points, but they're going to win this game by a minimum of three touchdowns, probably more against the Jets today. <clears throat> I don't know how much emotion the Steelers used in that Monday night game against, you know, Roethlisberger at home, but I, I kind of like them getting three and a half points in this game. I, I just don't know if they have, you know, any anything left in the tank emotionally, especially Roethlisberger, but just on a general standpoint, I'm going to take them plus three and a half points. I'm going to take the Chicago Bears plus four. I think, you know, I think an year has ended for Mike Zimmer and the Vikings, and while certainly Nagy, the coach of the Bears, is going to be gone as well, they're playing hard. They're playing good. I think Montgomery's going to have a big game, so I'm going to take the Bears with the points. And I, I think the, the 49ers are going to kind of try and do the same thing they did the first time around, played bully ball against them run the ball. The Rams have not have shown that they really can't stop it in uh, San Francisco with that offensive line and kill grounding and pounding. I kind of like the 49ers plus the points actually to win that game against the Rams. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I looked at both the Niner and the Steeler game and from the same exact perspective as you did, I, I didn't take it. Uh, you may have... Uh, uh, kind of dragged me in on, on one or if not both of those games. I, I was looking at both of them and both from that angle. So I, I won't disagree with you. Um, uh, yeah, your point on the, I know you hate laying that many points. So you, your points on the Bills game is actually pretty interesting. But, uh, you know, the, the Bills are still playing for something, right? They're playing for that division title. Yeah, they are playing for the division title. And uh, 
normally, like I said, that's a lot of points, but I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna cover. I don't think the Bills have won a game by less than 12 points all year. So I'm, I'm gonna lay the points at home against uh, the Jets. They didn't cover. I don't think last week. I think that line was like 14 and a half, and I think they won by 14 last week against the Falcons. So I'm gonna lay the points. Let's get right into player props. I only have one, and then I'm going to leave it to you. And it's one where I just feel this is a case where there's a real weakness in the line. And I just feel the line is off. I think the the yards are off by as much as 15 or 20 yards, to be completely honest with you. Debo Samuel, I'm going to play over 52.5 yards receiving. In when, when Elijah Mitchell went down, when Elijah Mitchell went down, in kind of like weeks 11, 12, 13, and 14, <clears throat> Debo Samuels was used. Certainly, split the time between running back and receiver, uh, and in some cases, the majority of of the running back carries for the Niners. So I'm going to put a big old red, red X through those weeks where he was playing mostly at running back. That leaves 12 games where he was at wide receiver. The least amount of yards in those 12 games, 52 yards. He's got, the, the total is 52 and a half. He's gone over 52 and a half yards receiving when he's played receiver full time, 11 out of 12 games. And the other one, he landed on 52. The Rams are going to commit more guys to the run. They remember what the Ram, the 49ers did to them. There's going to be some real opportunities for Devo Samuel to do what he does best, you know, run those those crossing patterns, those slants. I think they're going to be wide open, and uh, I'm loving Devo Samuels because I think there's a weakness in the line. I just think the line is wrong. 52.5 receiving Devo Samuels is my one prop play of the day. All right, you know, I stated the running back position for prop bets this week, uh, a guy that's been pretty hot in terms of fantasy standards. Uh, Devin Singletary has become the man uh, at running back for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, you know, I talked about the wind in this particular game. Uh, I thought about looking at his total yardage, which was 88 and a half, but his total receiving is only 13 and a half. I'm going to take the over Devin Singletary, 13 and a half receiving yards uh the other running back who i love and i think the raiders are going to lean big time on josh jacobs in this particular game uh we've talked at length this year about the chargers not being able to stop people's run game uh but i'm going to take total yards josh jacobs 85 and a half in this ball game i think they're going to really lean on jacobs in this particular game uh and the other one i'm i'm taking whiz is is that running is that quarterback but it's running yards i'm going with Taysom hill over 51 and a half rushing yards in this game like i said two big games against the Falcons last year and and in a meaningful game I I see him playing a big role in this particular ball game yeah I I like it I wonder actually about uh, you know Josh Allen rushing I I didn't take it I I was considering and looking at it just wanted to get your thoughts if it's a conditions where it could be difficulty throwing the ball down the field don't you just love when Josh Allen has those design runs and the, the weather is all messed and just feel like these defenders can't grab him? And it just seems like, you know, he, he gets that over pretty effortlessly. Did you take a gander at all and consider Josh Allen over rushing in today's game? So it's interesting. I, I went against Josh Allen in a, in a final uh, last week. Uh, the weather wasn't terrific. I was concerned about the matchup in terms of his legs, not, not, and, and obviously not because of his arms. And sure enough, last week, 84 and a half rushing yards in that particular ball game. Uh, I would have thought that this line 
would have been in the 40s, but that's kind of not traditional for, for whatever reason when it comes to Josh Allen. I've not seen a line in the 40s with him all season long, but I would agree with you, uh, you know, given what I, what I deem to be another very windy game in Buffalo. It's not going to be raining or snowing. That's taking place now. It's going to end by the time the game comes around, but seems a little bit low. Uh, I'd have to, I, I, let's, let's take a look at the history there. That's one thing I do like to look at when they've played each other uh, in terms of the Jets and the Bills. So I'm looking right now, to your point, this is why you got to, uh, so against, it's interesting. Um, so he's, last year, uh, sorry, earlier this year in, in a route, they won 45 to 17. He only had three rushing yards. But in every other game, was that he's played against the Jets, over 36 and a half yards. Yeah, I mean, just, it's, I don't know. It, it, I know it's, it's random sometimes to figure out when he's going to take off, but you just figure if the conditions are such that there's, there's just going to be design runs for him. And uh, I don't know, the, the, based on last year, what the Bills did the last game of the season, I think it's going to be full goal for those guys. So it, it's just another one that I was looking at. But uh, we'll see how it plays out. And then uh, we're going to, you know, next week we're going to start uh, talking playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and it's hard to believe it's, uh, it's done, final week of the regular season. Season, but that's that Guru and Wiz fantasy football podcast. We've had a lot of fun doing this through the regular season, but we will be doing it uh, through the postseason as well. Uh, enjoy the last week of football, Wiz. And uh, I, like I said, we hope people aren't playing in their championships. But if you are, good luck. Uh, good luck in all your action this week, Wiz. And uh, we will talk next week. You got it.